Hi, this is Devin, and welcome to the More of Devin Show. This is your podcast where I'll help you understand how to easily release body fat, how to stay consistent with your nutrition, and how to develop a successful mindset for weight loss in an effortless way. If your goal is to lose belly fat, tone up, lose weight, or take your nutrition and fitness to the next level, this is your one-stop shop for all your needs. In this show, I will be answering your questions and helping you through your journey. If you have any questions, there's a link below where you can submit. Enjoy. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. What's good, my people? We got another episode of More with Devin, where I, you know, give some advice about things that I'm learning in life, and then also answer questions when it comes to fitness, nutrition, and mindset. So we'll go ahead and get this party started and um, get this thing rolling. So um, first thing I want to talk about is, you know, um, a lot of times <clears throat> when we have issues in relationships. With people and circumstances in our lives, most of the time, the first thing we think about is, um, you know, how other people need to change and how other people are doing wrong and how they're making us feel. And there's not a lot of times where people sit back and think to themselves about the things that they need to change. And, you know, how through you changing is how you're going to change your life. That's the biggest way. And, you know, you can move here, move there, but you can't move away from yourself. You know what I'm saying? So if there's something inside of you that you need to address, you know what I'm saying, no matter what relationship or town you move to, you know, moving around here to there, you know, that's not going to change until you change. And, um, you know, uh, you know, really to learning to take responsibility for how you feel and how you choose to react. And um, I think to myself, a lot of times, you know, we have these things within us from, you know, whether childhood or things we've been through in our life, and we learn to react in certain kind of ways. And then it becomes like a pattern. And, you know, we, you know, associate people on the outside or things on the outside making us feel a certain kind of way. And I think that, you know, more than anything, what we got to start to realize, so number one, people are humans, you're a human, I'm a human, we all are humans, and no human on this earth is perfect. And, um, you know, we got to find a way to, you know, start like just taking responsibility for ourselves and how we are choosing to be. And then on the other level, the kind of people that we choose to attract to ourselves. Uh, what up, what up, Derek? What's up, Jessica? Um, you know, taking responsibility for the relationships that you attract. You know what I'm saying? It can't be everybody else's fault all the time. And um, and I think, you know, from that space, you know what I'm saying? You know, empowering yourself in that way, you know what I'm saying, will allow you to change your energy. And, you know, you'll be able to sit with it instead of just reacting or assuming that it's always the outside. You know, feel that tension or, or, or those emotions within yourself and sit with it. And there's a lot of answers. There's a lot of, you know, solutions to your problems. And, you know, they say that, you know, if you want the solution, you know, within the problem lies the solution. And many times you got to sit with that, with that problem, you know what I'm saying, and really understand it. And then from there, you know, you can release it and you gain wisdom. And I think that, you know, on the other level from that space, you know, when we, you know, when we realize we're wrong, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times people will not forgive themselves and then start to overcompensate and then get into a state of, you know, people pleasing or, you know, being super nice letting people do things that they're not in alignment with to try to like overcompensate for what they did versus like just, you know, forgiving yourself, you know, making those adjustments and staying true to who you're staying true to yourself instead of like letting it be this rocky and back and forth thing, you know, learn to feel your, learn to be clear with who you are, make the right decisions. And then when you make mistakes, own it and then move forward. And, um, you know, I'm realizing that's the key to, you know, having those healthy relationships with yourself and then being able to embody that with other people. So, you know, if you're in a situation, man, take full responsibility for it. You, you grown, you making money, 
You know what I'm saying? You, you control your thoughts. People ain't being able to control you like that. You know what I'm saying? If that's the case, then take responsibility for your relationships in general. And most importantly, that relationship with yourself. So hope there's some wisdom in that. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, I can bring some value to some person that possibly needs it. All right. So now we're going to go ahead and get into these questions. So our first question is, what are your thoughts on having a couple drinks and losing weight? So, you know, obviously, you know, if you're, if you're trying to lose weight, then you've been in some habits that, you know, you need to change to get yourself to where you need to be. But it's not about just going full cold turkey unless there are certain circumstances that you're trying to move towards. But if you're trying to get into a lifestyle change and you enjoy, you enjoy a couple drinks, you know, throughout the week, you know what I'm saying? You can find a way to make that work. And, um, you know, one of the first options I think to myself can be is to, you know, cut out the, you know, extra sugars and then, you know, go for, you know, more go, go for alcoholic drinks that are you know low in calorie you know like vodka you know um, uh, tequila you know what I'm saying and like you know like a harder you know alcohol alcoholic beverage that doesn't have a lot of calories in it and um, and then from there you know focus on you know having moderation just in general so you know um, you can you know count macros and if you count macros you can even either make your alcohol be a fat or a carb, whatever you want it, want it, however you want that to be, you can equate that into your food that way. And as long as you're hitting your macros and you're getting, you know, I would say about 80 to 90% of your food is coming from nutrient-dense foods, and then you choose to have some alcohol, you know what I'm saying, in moderation, you're going to still be able to continue to make progress. There are studies that show that when it comes to alcohol, you can, like, you know, reduce protein synthesis, which, you know, can affect your ability to build muscle, you know what I'm saying, and recover properly. But big picture, you know what I'm saying, the average Joe, you're watching this, and you're just trying to live a healthy lifestyle, look good, feel good overall, you know, you just got to find a regimen that works for you where you reduce that alcohol intake from a space where you can continue to lose weight. So let's just say, you know, I actually have a client, um, you know, really enjoys wine, and, um, you know, he's made phenomenal results. And, um, you know, it was a situation where we just started to say, hey, let's, let's shoot for, you know, having wine three days a week. You know what I'm saying? A glass of wine three days a week. And then, you know, he was able to do that. And then he continued to lose, you know, a significant amount of weight, made progress. There was no, no issues with his, you know, results or anything like that. So if you're, let's just say you're drinking like two or three glasses of wine every single day, then you just cut it back. And then if you're losing weight, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And until you hit a plateau, then, you know, maybe you got to adjust your food intake in some other way or you reduce the amount of alcohol that you're drinking. And, um, you know, you just find that space. Be mindful whether that means you count macros or you're just being mindful about the amount of servings that you're taking in, you know, day to day, week to week and how that's affecting your composition, how you look and what you, how you weigh. So, you know, inherently you don't have to just cut it out totally. But, you know, you know, there are certain circumstances when that would be most optimal. You know, some people do need to go cold turkey or some people need to get themselves acclimated where, you know, they've been drinking, eating all kind of crazy stuff for all their life. And now they get into a regimen for, you know, 28 days, you know, six weeks where they really lock in and change their habits. Um, you know, in that circumstance, if that's what you're choosing to do, then, you know, it's good to stay away from it, to show yourself that, you know, resilience and, you know, strength within yourself to commit to what you desire. And then when you get back to it, you know what I'm saying, you reintroduce those things in a, you know, a moderate way. So there's a lot of different perspectives, a lot of different ways you can do it. It just all depends on where you are, where you want to be, and what your circumstances are. But you can lose weight and, you know, be able to have a couple of drinks, you know, per week and be able to be totally fine and still reach your goals. All right, so our next question, can you share a good diet for leaning out? Uh, so really, at the end of the day, to hit it on the head, just make it the simplest thing because there's so many different ways that you can lean out that I wouldn't be able to explain them 
on this you know, podcast, and I don't know all of them because it's probably millions. There's infinite amounts of ways to be able to lean out. But at the end of the day, first things first, you got to be in a caloric deficit. But then from there, to make it you know, really simplified, if like you're just trying to lean out, that's your main goal. You know, remember, like I said, you want to be in a caloric deficit where you're uh, burning more calories than you're taking in. So you know, maybe put yourself into like a 500-calorie deficit. Let's just say your maintenance calories where you don't lose or gain weight are you know, 2,500. You know, maybe drop down to 500 uh, by 500, so 2,000 calories per day, just to make it simple. And then what I'm finding, where you know I'm getting clients that get the best results, you know, you want to have a solid amount of protein, and then from there, total calories don't really matter. So if you can put yourself in, a, and then you know, from there, your resistance training, and if you have like you know some kind of cardio regimen, that's going to put burn even more calories. And um, so it's just basically getting in a caloric deficit, making sure that your protein, protein intake is where it needs to be because, you know, as I said on these podcasts a lot, you don't want to just lose weight. You want to lose body fat and then, you know, maintain or build muscle if that's possible depending on your fitness level. So caloric deficit, make sure your protein is where it needs to be and stay consistent. And if you do that, you can lean out and lean out really well. And then, you know, start to add cardio in, you know, making sure you're lifting in an efficient way that's going to allow your body to, you know, respond well, and then you're good to go. And I would suggest, you know, get a coach, a coach like me, because I'm pretty, pretty, pretty legit. I can help you out. So hit me up. All right. So next question that we have said, I have been trying to watch my sugar intake, and I just looked up how much sugar is in an apple. And in one, in, in one nature's promise, organic gala apple, there are 16 grams of sugar. Do I need to be careful how many apples I eat? It's a really good question. So, you know, a lot of people have like, an aversion. Uh, so let me see. Uh, Jessica, no, you can't have wine because you're getting ready for a show. So no, sorry. <laughs> and then let's see, Derek, you said, uh, what are some of your favorite benefits of working out? So yeah, I'll answer that question for sure, Derek. Uh, so we'll get to this question and then we'll go to Derek's question as well. And we'll do it on the fly. All right. So um, in reference to, can you eat too many apples? That's a really great question when it comes to like fruit. So what I'm finding in general, you know, not even what I find, let's think about it just from a general perspective. So let's just say, you know, all of us have probably eaten a whole bag of potato chips, like the family size of potato chips. You're sitting and just eating for no reason. You can eat a whole bag of that. And let's just say that's like 1,000 to 1,500 calories. It's potatoes and a whole bunch of fat, a whole bunch of uh, salt. And we can just smash. So let's just say, I don't know, a 1,500 calorie thing of ice cream. You know, boom, 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 before you know it, you know what I'm saying? A half of it, and then you ate the whole thing in a day, it's possible. But who has actually liked this, like, like, like this on here, or wave, or send a comment if you ate a whole bag of apples in your whole life? If you're like, oh, I'm about to buy these apples, I'm about to eat the whole thing of apples in one day. I don't think nobody in the world has done that. And it's something about food that is, you know, natural, that grows. It's, you know, the composition of it, you know, the fiber, you know, just the way that it's set up, you know what I'm saying? The way nature set this food up, nobody has even ate, eaten a whole bag of potatoes before. You know what I'm saying? You think, oh, potatoes are, you know, high in carbs and they're going to make me fat. But if you were to have, go on a potato diet and only eat potatoes, only eat potatoes, nothing else. You put a little salt and pepper on it, no butter, potatoes only, you would lose weight. And that's all carbs. Because the satiety that it's going to create is just going to make it where you can't continue to eat like that. So to answer that question, you know, that sugar is a different type of sugar than like, you know, uh, granulated sugar that's, you know, processed sugar that's in a bag uh, or that's been put in some kind of processed food. It's not set up where it has fiber and nutrients and minerals. Your body consumes it. And then, you know what I'm saying? Like you feel even more hungry afterwards. It's not like you eat 
you know, these processed foods and you're like, oh, I'm so full. I'm, so, you know, so, so satisfied and I feel awesome. But if you eat a couple apples like that, you're not going to be able to just overeat because just the, 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 con the, the structure, the chemical structure of how, you know, natural food, real food is set up. So, you know, I would never worry about, you know, eating too many apples unless you've already eaten a whole bunch of unhealthy stuff, high calorie foods. And then you start saying, I'm going to eat some more apples. But even that, who does that? Who eats? Who goes and says, I'm about to, you know, drink a, take back a couple beers and then eat a whole bunch of pizza. And then after that, I'm about to, I'm about to smash on some apples. Who does that? You know? So from that context, what, what does happen, though, and I totally understand, is that, um, you know, people start to get in a space of wanting to be healthy and, like, be really specific about their diet. And then they think, oh, apple's going to make me gain weight. When before they was eating, you know, cakes and all this stuff and wasn't thinking about an apple. So it's just all about, you know, moderation and being mindful. And then more than anything, you know, if you're not competing, if you're not, you know, trying to take your physique to a high level, you know, just focus on eating nutrient-dense foods. Like focus on protein, you know what I mean? Getting a good amount of protein, eat lots of vegetables, and then have, those, have that fruit that you desire. And I'm sure that you'll continue to lose weight over a duration of time. You're going to feel good. And you don't, so I wouldn't worry about overeating apples if, you know, if you're eating really healthy and you're on track with your diet in general. So, like I said, who has eaten a whole bag of apples in their life? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, on the contrary, who's eaten a whole bag of potato chips? So look at, it, look at it in that kind of perspective. So I wouldn't be afraid of apples, wouldn't be, a, be afraid of fruit if you're just generally trying to lose weight and, you know, you're just, your goals are just to, you know, reduce some body fat and get healthy overall. All right. So then our next question, so then to, for Derek, so what was that question? What's up, what's up, Coach Omar? Good to see you. So, man, Coach Omar, one of the top coaches in the world, the, the top coach in the world. So let's see. Uh, the reason I got my pro card, you know what I'm saying, is he guided me in, a, in an amazing way. All right, so what are some of your favorite, what are some of your favorite benefits of working out? So this is from Derek. Um, so, you know, for me, you know what I'm saying, it's a stress reliever. You know, I feel good after working out. I feel accomplished. You know, it pushes me to, you know, be able to be more resilient in life. You know what I'm saying? I can honestly say, you know, working out, you know, pretty much was one of the saviors of my life. You know what I'm saying? I gained confidence. I'm, you know, I, I was able to endure, you know, push through pain. And honestly, I'm glad that you asked that question, Derek. You know, I, like for a long time. So like, like 2010, I started getting into working out. And then, you know, around like 2012, 2013, I started getting real serious. And, um, and I started thinking to myself, like, man, I'm being able to really change my physique. You know, and I'm saying super consistent. I'm in the gym, you know, five to seven days a week pushing it. I'm, when I'm in there for that hour and a half, sometimes two hours, I'm putting in work. And you know what I'm saying? I'm overcoming obstacles. I'm overcoming, you know, you know, barriers mentally, pushing myself on another level. Like, you know what I'm saying? Thinking I ain't got no extra reps. I'm being able to find a way. And I start saying to myself, like, man, what would happen if that same effort and intensity and consistency that I'm putting into training eating super on point, you know what I'm saying, staying on top of my diet, doing all the right things, and you know what I'm saying, and like putting my focus into this, what would happen if I do that same thing in life, you know what I'm saying, so I'm doing this for my physical body, this same intensity and effort, if I put that same energy into actually, you know, producing something better in my life, and like going for my dreams, like I know that I would be greatly successful, because man, I don't give up. And I'm, I can push harder than the average person. And I just kept thinking that in my mind, like, Devin, you got to find a way to transfer that same intensity that you have in the gym, that same consistency that you have in the gym, and take that and produce that into your life. And from that space, you know, I got this gym, you know what I'm saying, I got this successful life, 
where, you know, I'm my own boss, being able to help people. And all I did, it, but it took some years. I'm talking about for years, I kept thinking in my mind. So uh, that I kept thinking in my mind that, you know, what if I do put that same effort that I put into fitness into my life? And, you know, I took that step, that leap of faith, and I moved towards it. And, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to produce in the same way that I produced in the gym, you know, producing in my career, you know, producing in my life. So I would say that's probably one of the biggest benefits that I've gained is confidence in myself of what's possible, you know, for me to achieve. But then from there, you know, there's a lot of benefits of, you know, health benefits. Um, you know what I'm saying? Your body's more resilient. You're stronger. You know, health markers are better when it comes to, like, blood pressure, things of that nature. But for me, my personal, you know, um, personally for me, it's given me confidence and it's helped me be able to get clear about my actual abilities. And then, you know, now got that together with myself and now I put it out to the world. So that's been the biggest benefit for me. So I, and I know, man, it's a lot of people and even, you know, Coach Armar, you know, Tori, Woodward, uh, Sebastian, um, you know, uh, 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 all these different guys, man, that are from the from the uh, from the West Coast. Like I actually was inspired by these guys where I'm seeing them them with the best physiques I've seen in my life. And then these dudes is living like good lives, man. They're being able to travel and, you know, go to all these shows. And these shows, a couple thousand dollars a show. And they're going to multiple shows, like back to back to back, you know, living really, you know, nice lives and just lives of freedom. And they inspired me. I said, man, like these dudes is putting in work in the gym and they're super disciplined and dedicated. You know, I'm going to follow that same same thing they doing. I'm in Bloomington, Indiana. I just kind of got that West Coast vibe and said, you know, I'm going to do the same thing. And um, so, like, you know, hopefully maybe there's somebody watching this that's in some kind of space financially or they're trying to get their physique right, better, you know, follow my lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, start putting in work. Start dedicating yourself. Stay, stay focused on your goals. Stay true to who you say you are. And then show yourself what's possible. And then transfer that energy into the world. Transfer that energy into your skills, into your talents, into your goals. And, um, you know, from what I'm seeing, you know what I'm saying, it's a lot of people who they can get their mind right and they get their bodies right. I mean, they got a successful life. And um, so, you know, success leaves clues. And, um, you know, so I saw that and I just ran with it. And, you know, here I am now. So hope that answered that question, Derek. How you guys doing? What up, what up? So, all right, so we're going to go ahead and answer the next question. All right, so um, do you have a favorite meal replacement bar that has adequate protein, low in calorie, no trans fats, that tastes good without sugar alcohols? So that kind of question, man, you know, uh, go look up some stuff on the internet and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like figure out, like taste what's going to be best for you. Uh, I'm not like sponsored by any kind of particular, uh, you know, supplement company like that anymore. So I would say, you know, just figure out what's best for you. Um, I know you got like, um, you know, the quest bars, but I think they got like sugar alcohols in them. And I would say actually, um, it's something from like, uh, Mark Lobriner. Um, it's a real natural, I think it's like the outright bar. It's like a natural bar based off of the stuff that you're asking for. It's real natural, got a good amount of protein. And uh, so I would say outright bar from, but I actually even never tried them. I just know that it's like a really, really natural bar. But from there, you know, figure out what's best for you with that. And, um, you know, that's what I would say because everybody has different palates of taste. But the outright bar from what I know is a natural bar. All right. So then next question, I'm getting older in my life and being mindful with what I eat. After... After, are there any substitutions that make your favorite foods more like real food? Like macaroni and cheese, apple pie, oatmeal, or anything that you'd have great success with? So, you know, there's people that's deep into like if it fits your macros, 
and like you know what I'm saying and like it's people who've been able to like make food that you know is like forbidding food or food that you're not supposed to have on a diet or whatever you want to look at it in that perspective and it's like all kind of macro books and uh, what I can say is that you know it's almost you know for me personally what I experienced like going super hard trying to make food taste a certain kind of way and like it's almost kind of like this strange if it fits your macros type of thing it becomes kind of like stressful and like you start to become like neurotic and so what my opinion what i think is like i said man this is just my opinion you know i read there focus on eating nutrient-dense foods and then eat the real thing you know in moderation if that's what you want versus trying to make food be something that it's not and you know doing these crazy recipes where you got to do like real specific stuff buying like xanthan gum and all this crazy stuff and you become like kind of like kind of like obsessed with food in a way that I don't, in my opinion, I don't think is a good, good idea personally, just from what I have experienced for myself and just from what I've seen with clients. Keep it simple. And then if you want some foods that you enjoy, find a way to add those foods in there. But, you know, I can give some examples like, you know, when if you want a burger, you know, go for, you know, the 93.7, you know, 96.4, you know, lean beef and then get like a low calorie bun, you know what I'm saying? Some low fat cheese. And then instead of, you know, frying your french fries, you know, get some sweet potatoes, you know, bake them. And then boom, you got like french fries and, you know, and a burger. You know what I mean? And then when it comes to pizza, you know what I'm saying? You can buy like a flat out bread, you know, get some tomato sauce, add it on there, get some low fat, you know, uh, cheese, and then maybe some turkey bacon or even regular, I mean, turkey, turkey uh, pepperoni. And then, you know, add that on there. And then you got like a pizza, it's low calorie, you know, it works for you. So, you know, there are different options, but I wouldn't get super deep into like, you know, these macro books trying to, you know, uh, make food something that is not, unless you're just a really awesome chef and you love that, then cool. But I'm not judging anybody saying that you should or shouldn't do that. So, um, but just personally for me, I think what I found the greatest success is just keeping things simple, you know what I'm saying, eating nutrient-dense foods, you know, fueling your body, making sure that you got the minerals and vitamins that you need, having like a robust of different types of foods on your diet. And then from there, you know what I'm saying, like being able to add those foods in in a mindful kind of way where big picture, you're being able to reach your goals but still enjoy yourself in a way that you're controlling things. So that's my opinion on what I think in that perspective. And then so we got our last... We got, we got two more questions. I've been trying to eat really clean for the past few days and I'm starving. Any recommendations? That's a really great question. So when it comes to, you know, first, when it comes to hunger, what I found is that, you know, there's three types of hungers that, hungers that I've experienced and even with clients. So there is, you know, actually you think that you're hungry, but really you're thirsty and you're not getting enough water. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times you need to make sure that you're hydrated well enough and then, you know, you will find that you're not as hungry as you assumed if you keep, if you increase your actual water intake. And then the second one is emotional hunger, where you are, you know, have some kind of stress in your life. And then, you know, you're used to using food as a way to, you know, overcome that stress. And, um, and maybe you are a little bit hungry, but also you're more, you're stressed out from something and it's emotional hunger. And a lot of times people don't ever actually investigate emotional hunger. We just have gotten into a space in our society. You feel hungry, you eat. You know what I'm saying? You feel hungry, you eat, and you never sit with it. And maybe sometimes, like, you feel this emotion, and that emotion goes away. 20 minutes later, 30 minutes later, 10 minutes later, and you're not even thinking about food anymore. But if you never sit with that actual feeling, and you always react with food, then, you know, if you're dieting, boom, oh, I'm so hungry. Boom, 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 you eat. And then afterwards, 
it doesn't actually solve the problem for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you're not happy with not staying with your goals. So it's not about starving yourself and like having like a super low calorie diet. It's like you got a diet that, you know, stuff is moving in a good direction and you got to ask yourself, are you thirsty? Or are you actually, you know, having some kind of emotional reaction and you're not actually investigating what it is or sitting with it. And then it kind of sabotages you with your diet. And then, you know, there is actual physical. And then the third one is actual physical hunger. Hunger. You know what I'm saying? If you're in a deep deficit and your body fat is low, it almost doesn't matter, you know, how much food you eat if, until your body and your hormones get back to a place of balance. You're going to feel that sense of hunger. And I've gotten to that space before and I've had clients get to that space. And that's a whole different kind of thing. And that just comes down to willpower and being able to stay strong. But the solutions to that is, you know, being able to have a diet that's high in protein and then eating lots of vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Like make a big, big bowl of a salad, all the different types of stuff that you enjoy, and then load it up with lots of protein. And, um, you know, from there, you know what I'm saying? You're going to go to bed on an empty stomach or, you know, in that moment, you know, your stomach is feeling full, you're feeling satiated, you're good to go. But let's just say, you know, real stuff, you count macros or something like that, and you eat a whole bunch of like high calorie, you know, low nutrient dense foods. And let's just say, you know, you had 2000 calories and you had a thousand calories of like food that is low in nutrients, high in calories. And you eat that and then your stomach is boiling. You know what I'm saying? Where you feel like it's a hole in your stomach, like you barely ate anything. But if you had to say to yourself, let me get lots of vegetables, high volume foods, lots of nutrients, lots of fiber, making sure your protein intake, you know, eating real food, um, you know what I'm saying? Real protein. And so like, you know, so if you're actually in a space where you're feeling hungry and like you've been taking protein shakes and, you know, that's been able to kind of help you get that protein in. What I would suggest is that when you get to a space at that place in your diet, like where, you know, you're starting to feel hungrier, I would limit, I would eliminate the protein shakes and, and go for real food. You know, focus on getting real food in your diet and um, that'll keep you feeling fuller. So, um, so like I said, from the, you know, aspect of, you know, make sure that your hydration, hydration is where it needs to be. And then also uh, make sure, get your, your, regulate your emotions, learn to sit with those feelings for a little bit and investigate to see what it is. And then, because even with people who prep, you know, first prep, oh, this is so hard. Like I'm, I'm dying, you know what I'm saying? People go, can't, can't take it. And then they do another prep and it's just ease. They got it, you know what I'm saying? And, and maybe they're dieting harder. They're doing more cardio, they're training harder but they have a better prep because mentally they know how to sit with those feelings in a more efficient way. So even with your dieting, just the average Joe, you know, sit with your emotions and make sure that it's not actually, you know, something emotional that you're reacting to. And then from there, you know what I'm saying? If it is true hunger, even if it's not, you know, all those different perspectives, make sure your diet is set up where you're, you know, consuming a good amount of protein because it has a high level of satiety. And then make sure you got lots of vegetables, you know, in your diet. And then, you know, I would like legitimately, you know, my, my coach Omar, he was on this, this, uh, you know, on the podcast of the live. And, um, you know, when I got the best physique in my life, where my body composition was super on point, and, you know, I said I was able to push to the highest degree, I stayed away from all processed foods. And I'm not telling anybody that's what you got to do, but that's what I did. And I was able to feel like, you know, not really hungry like that, you know what I'm saying? And I was able to, like, my physique was very, you know, had an aesthetic look, it was full. And I was able to get really, really lean uh, by, you know, kind of focusing on nutrient-dense whole foods. So from my experience, you know, that's the key. And then also, you know, something else is making sure that you get enough nutrients and minerals in your body. Because a lot of times, you know, when you start to diet, you're mineral deficient. And then, you know, your body is like 
craving things. So then you choose that maybe maybe you need calcium. So then you eat a whole bunch of ice cream when really you didn't need you didn't need the ice cream. You needed the calcium. So um, you know things like moringa. You know this high high in min, high mineral intake. You know sea moss. Um, you know high you know I'm, I'm sorry high uh, high vitamin intake. And then the sea moss is high in minerals and vitamins. So maybe possibly supplementing to make sure that you know you're getting all the minerals and vitamins that your body needs. Those uh, micronutrients, making sure that because sometimes when it comes to even eating the vegetables and fruits, you're not going to get enough of them in your food, and you have to supplement. So that's a that's another thing that I would add in there. So, um, so to kind of recap that again, you know, make sure water intake is where it needs to be. Make sure your emotions are regulated in a clear place, and then from there, focus on foods that are going to you know get the most bang for your buck. You're going to feel the most full, so that's going to be protein. And then you know, make sure you're getting like a high volume of veggies. It's going to fill you fill you up, and then from there. I would, you know, look into supplementing, you know, um, you know, something that's going to allow you to get more nutrients like, you know, moringa, um, as well as sea moss, as well as, you know, different uh, types of um, green, you know, um, you know, supplements to make sure that you're getting those minerals and nutrients that you need. Uh, so then our last question. So what are the keys to staying motivated when I have a lot of weight to lose? So what I have found, what I think, let's just say you got like 50 pounds to lose. You know, we live in a society we've been trained to want to see instant gratification. And if we don't see that instant gratification, a lot of times people fall off. But at the same time, you know, people who do, you know, these, you know, get, get, uh, you know, lose weight quick type of, you know, challenges, they lose the weight and then they gain it all back. So I think that there, you know, if you have a, a lofty goal, you got to have these benchmarks where, where you see some results. And, um, and I think to myself, you know, getting yourself in a space where you know you see some rapid results maybe that first six to eight weeks where it gives you some motivation you get that motivation that motivation turns to integration and then from there you can stay with it long term and then give yourself another another benchmark and then you know you know so for maybe like let's just say six weeks you're super on top of your diet and then that seventh week you give yourself a diet break where you know you're still eating well nutrient-dense foods you know staying with the habits that you've had but you give yourself just some looseness you know, a diet break where you have some things that you enjoy in a mindful kind of way. And then that gives you some changes, you know, some, it takes away the monotony. You kind of get a little like, you know, you know, uh, an ability to like kind of re feel relaxed. And then you get back on your diet with a new goal. And then, you know, have a new, a new challenge that you're moving yourself towards. So like you gotta have those benchmarks instead of just trying to like push towards super, super, super fast and not really know how you're gonna, you know, get to that long-term goal. And then from there, the next thing that I would suggest is that, you know, let's just say you got the most optimal diet, the most scientifically proven diet in the plant, on the planet, in the universe. And then you got the, the most amazing workout, but you hate it. Like, yeah, maybe you will do it for, I don't know, four weeks or something like that. Five weeks, six weeks, who knows how long you'll do it. But then eventually you're just gonna, it's gonna get boring. You're not gonna feel like it. So you gotta find something that you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Find a rhythm of food, a rhythm of training, a type of training that is enjoyable to you, but then at the same time, you gotta get out your comfort zone. You can't just have fun and like it's easy. You gotta like, you know, stretch yourself and you know, but it's gotta be something that long-term that you can do, you know, a year from now, you'll be happy still doing it. And um, so from there, you know what I'm saying? And I think that another thing is, you know, people do get great success being at a gym, you know what I'm saying? That you're, you know, whereas other people or you have a training partner, a lot of times, you know, maybe if you got to get up at 6 a.m. on your own, you can just press that alarm clock 
and then, you know, you don't have any accountability, you go to sleep, and then you feel like, ah, oh, man, I missed my workout, dang, I'm going to come tomorrow. But let's just say you got somebody that believes in you, ride or die, you know what I'm saying, whether that's your coach or, you know, people that you're going to meet at the gym to train with, you got a workout partner, you know what I'm saying, like that kind of stuff, you're going to get up. Because who, who, what kind of person, like, just hits their alarm when you made it, you made it a date that you're going to be at this, you know, workout, workout with, their, with their person, you know what I'm saying, your friend or whatever that may be. And um, so kind of having a community around you that is, you know, supporting you, whether that's a coach, whether that's, you know, a group of people, whether that's a workout partner. You know, I found that that can push you further than what you would push yourself, having a, like a group of people who are supporting and like going towards those same goals. You know what I'm saying? You kind of get, you know, that camaraderie as well as it, you know, you start to push yourself harder than what you would alone. And I've seen like clusters of people with, even within the gym, they all are, make progress in a really amazing way because they're all sticking with it together. So possibly even, you know, finding somebody that can guide you in that kind of perspective. So those are the keys that I think that I found to help you be able to get that long-term results. It's like, you know, you got to have a good environment. And then from there, you got to have like a clear vision of where you want to go. And you got to have like a, a game plan and some benchmarkers that, you, you, that you're reaching for to get yourself into that motivated place to, you know, see the, see, see, the end, see the end in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Getting yourself where you see that vision of who you want to be, and then you got to come up with a game plan to get yourself there. And, you know, I think probably the best way is probably getting a coach because, you know, it's a, it's a long journey. But at the same time, I did it. It's lots of people have done it on their own. You just got to get clear and, you know, stay dedicated to yourself. And, um, you know, if you got that belief in your heart, you know what I'm saying, you can turn, you, if you got the faith, you can turn that faith into belief. And, you know, put that, put, that, put that faith into action, and, you know what I'm saying, you can get there and make it happen. All right, well, I'm going to go ahead and get up off here, guys. I really appreciate everybody on here. Um, you know what I'm saying? We do this every Tuesday, Thursday, and um, we're going to keep doing it. So, as I always say, remember what the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. All right, peace, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new episode is posted. Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that can help you with your fitness and nutrition goals. Now go out there and make it happen. Remember what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Until next time.